Thus Spake Zarathustra, Part 5 On Chastity I love the forest. There are too many in the city who are in heat. Is it not better to fall into the hands of a murderer than into the dreams of a woman in heat? And look into the eyes of the men here. They know nothing better on earth than to lie with a woman. Mud is the foundation of their souls, and woe if their mud has some spirit in it. If only you were as natural as animals. But an animal has innocence. Do I counsel you to kill your senses? I counsel the innocence of your senses. Do I commit you to chastity? Chastity is a virtue for the few, but for most nearer of vice. The latter completely abstain, but the bench sensuality leers out enviously of all they do. Even in the heights of their virtue and the cold air of their spirit, the monster of discord follows them. And how artfully the bitch sensuality knows how to beg for a bit of spirit when a bit of flesh is denied her. You love drama and everything that breaks the heart, but I do not trust your bitch. Your eyes are too cruel for me and your gaze lustfully and suffers. Has your lust not disguised itself as pity? And I also give this parable to you. Not a few who wish to drive out their devils have themselves become swine. Those for whom chastity is difficult should be advised against it. Let it become their path to hell, to hell and a tortured soul. Do I speak of dirty things? For me, that is not the worst. Not when the truth is dirty, but when it is shallow are the wise hesitant to step into the water. Truly, there are those who are chased from the ground up. They are kind of heart and laugh more easily and more deeply than you. They laugh about chastity and ask, What is chastity? Is chastity not folly? But this folly came to us, not us to it. We offered this guest shelter in our hearts, and now it lives with us. May it stay as long as it wants. Thus spake Zarathustra. On the Friend <clears throat> One is always too many around me. So thinks the hermit. Always one time one gives two in the long run. I and me are always too zealous in conversation. How could life be endured if there were no friend? For the hermit, the friend is always a third. The third is the cork that keeps the conversation of the two from sinking into the depths. Ah, there are too many depths for all the hermits. Therefore, they long overmuch for a friend and their heights. Our belief in others betrays where we would like to believe in ourselves. A desire for a friend is our betrayer. And often one loves only to overcome envy. And often one attacks and makes enemies only to conceal where one is vulnerable. At least be my enemy, so speaks true reverence that does not dare to ask for friendship. If one would have a friend, then one must be willing to wage war for him. And in the end to wage war, and in order to wage war, one must be able to be an enemy. One should honor even the enemy and his friends. Can you step close to your friend without going over to him? One should have one's best enemies and their friends. You should hold him closest to your heart when you strive against him. You want to wear no clothes in front of your friend? It should honor your friend that you want to show yourself as you are. But for that he curses you to the devil. Whomever does not hide himself disturbs. You have good reason to fear nakedness. Yes, if we were gods, we would have good reason to be ashamed of our clothes. You cannot dress too beautifully for your friend. Therefore, you become for him an arrow and a yearning to the overman. Have you ever seen your friend sleeping so you could see how he looks? What then is the face of your friend? It is your own face in a rough and flawed mirror. Have you seen your friend sleeping? Were you not shocked at how your friend looked? 
Oh, my friend, man is something that must be overcome. In guessing and keeping quiet, your friend should be your master. You must not want to see everything. Your dream should betray what your friend does when awake. May your compassion for your friend hide under a hard shell. You shall lose a tooth biting into it. Thus it will have subtlety and sweetness. Are your fresh air and saltitude and bread and medicine for your friend? Many cannot loosen their own chains, but can still be their friend's liberator. Are you a slave? Then you cannot be a friend. Are you a tyrant? Then you cannot have a friend. For too long women have kept a slave and a tyrant within. These women are not yet ready for friendship. They know only love. A woman's love contains blindness and injustice towards all that she does not love. And even women's enlightened love still contains a flashing of lightning and night as well as light. Women are still incapable of friendship. They are still cats or birds or, best of all, cows. Woman is still incapable of friendship. But tell me, man, who amongst you is capable of friendship? Alas, your poverty, you men, and your smallness of soul. As much as you give to your friends, I want to give to my enemies, and would not become the poorer thereby. There is comradeship. Let there be friendship. Thus spake Zarathustra. Of a thousand goals and one. Zarathustra has seen many lands and many peoples. Thus he's discovered the goods and evils of many peoples. Zarathustra has found no greater power on earth than good and evil. No people can exist that does not first value, but they cannot survive if they value the same as their neighbors value. I have found that much that people called good for another was a source of scorn and shame. Many things I found called evil here was dressed in purple harness there. Never on the neighbors understood another. Ever was he amazed at his neighbors' delusions and wickedness. A table of the good hangs over every people. See, it is a table of their overcoming. See, it is the voice of their will to power. People celebrate as praiseworthy that which is heavy. What is necessary and hard they call good. Whatever frees them from their highest need, the rarest, the most difficult, they praise as holy. Whatever gives rise to their power to rule and conquer and shine, to the horror and envy of their neighbors, that counts as lofty, the first, the measure and meaning of all things. Truly, my brothers, once you know a people's need and country and heaven and neighbor, so you can guess the law of their overcoming, and why it climbs this ladder as its highest hopes. To be first in all things and to excel all others, your soul should love no one except the friend. This made the souls of the Greeks tremble. This was their path to greatness. To tell the truth and handle the bow and arrow well. This seemed both rare and hard to the people from whom my name comes, a name which is to me both dear and hard. To honor thy father and mother and to obey their will to the roots of your soul. This table of overcoming another people hung up over themselves, becoming powerful and eternal thereby. To be loyal and from loyalty to risk honor and blood even for evil and dangerous ends. Teaching itself this, another people conquered itself, and so conquering became heavy and pregnant with great hopes. Truly man has given themselves all their good and evils. Truly they did not take it, they did not find it, and it did not come to them as a voice from heaven. Man first plays value on things in order to sustain himself, it creating a meaning for things, a human meaning. Thus he calls himself man, that is to say, valuer. Valuing is creating. Hear this, you creators. Giving value is itself the most valuable of all valuable treasures. Through valuing is worth given. 
and without valuing the core of being would be hollow. Hear this, you creators. Changes in values, that is changes in creators. Whomever must be a creator is always a destroyer. Creators were at first peoples and then later individuals. Truly, individuals themselves are only the most recent of creations. People once hung a table of good over themselves. Love that wants to rule and love that wants to obey created these tables for them. The joy of the herd is older than the joy of the individual, and as long as the conscience of the herd is deemed good, only a bad conscience says, I. Truly, the cunning, lovely I that wants its own good in the good of the many, that is not the origin of the herd, but it's going under. It was lovers and creators who have always created good and evil. The fire of love glows in the name of all virtues and the fine oil of wrath. Zarathustra has seen many lands and many peoples. He has found no greater power than the works of lovers. Good and evil it is called. Truly, the power of praising and blaming is a monster. Tell me, who will subdue it for me, my brothers? Tell me, who will throw chains over the thousand necks of this beast? A thousand goals there have been since there have been a thousand people. Only the chain for a thousand necks is lacking. The one goal is lacking. Mankind still has no goal. But say to me now, my brothers, if humanity still lacks a goal, does it still not lack itself? Thus spake Zarathustra. On the love of one's neighbors. You gather around your neighbor and have beautiful words for it. But I say to you, your love of your neighbor is your bad love for yourselves. You flee from yourselves to your neighbors and make a virtue of it. But I deem through yourself, selfishness. The thou is older than the I. Thou is called holy, but not the I. So humans crowd together with the neighbor. Do I counsel you to love your neighbor? Rather, I counsel you to flee your neighbor and love your farthest. Higher than the love of the neighbor is the love of the farthest and what is to come. Higher still than the love of human beings is the love of things and specters. The specter that runs after you is more beautiful than you. Why do you not give it to your flesh and blood? But you fear it and run to your neighbor. You cannot endure being with yourself and do not love yourself enough. Hence you would seduce your neighbor to love you and would gild yourself with his error. I would that you could not tolerate any neighbor or their neighbors, then far from yourselves you would have to be created your friends and his overflowing heart. You invite a witness when you want to speak well of yourselves, and when you have succeeded into thinking well of you, you think well of yourselves. One lies not only when they speak contrary to what they know, but when one speaks contrary to what they don't know. And so, when you speak of yourselves in your dealing with others, you lie to yourselves and to your neighbors. Thus speaks the fool. Quote, mixing with people corrupts one's character, particularly if one has none. One man goes to his neighbor because he seeks himself, and another wants to love himself. Your bad love of yourselves makes solitude a prison for you. It is the most distant who pays for the love of your neighbors, and when five of you are gathered together, a sixth must die. Neither do I love the festivals. Too many play actors I find there, and even the audience often behaves as play actors. Not the neighbor do I teach you, but the friend. May the friend be to you a celebration of the earth and a forerunner of the overman. I teach to you the friend and his overflowing heart, but one must learn to be a sponge if he would be loved by an overflowing heart. I teach to you the friend in whom the world stands whole, a vessel of goodness, the creating friend who always has the whole world to bestow. And as the world rolls apart from him, it rolls back together for him as the coming of good through evil 
or purpose from accident. Let the future and the farthest be the cause of your today. In your friend, you shall love the overman as your cause. My brothers, to love of your neighbors, I do not counsel you. I counsel you to the love of the farthest. Thus spake Zarathustra. On the way of the Creator. Do you, my brothers, want to go into solitude? Do you want to seek the path to yourself? Then pause a little longer and hear me. Whomever seeks themselves will easily become lost. All solitude is guilt. Thus speaks to you that in the long you've been part of the herd, the voice of the herd will still resonate with you. And if you will say, I no longer have one mind with you, it will be a wail of agony. Behold, this agony was born from the single mind. This mind is the final glimmer of conscience that illuminates your misery. But do you want to go on the path of misery, which is the path to yourself? Show me your right and your power for it. Are you a new power and a new right? A first mover, a self-propelling wheel? Can you even compel the stars to revolve around you? Ah, there is such a great desire for the heights. There are so many convulsions of ambition. Then show me that you are not of the lustful and ambitious. Alas, there are so many great thoughts that are none more hollow bellows. They inflate and make emptier. Free yourself, you say. Your ruling thought I would hear, and not that you have thrown off the yoke. Are you one of those who has a right to throw off the yoke? There are many who have thrown off their last shred of worth when they threw off their servitude. Free from what? What does this matter to Zarathustra? Brightly, your eyes should tell me, free for what? Can you give of yourself your own good and your own evil and hold your will as law? Can you be the judge and executioner of your law? It is terrible to be left alone with the judge and the enforcer of one's own law. Thus is a star thrown out into the desolate void and the cold breath of isolation. Today you still suffer from the many, you loner. Today your courage and your hopes are still whole. But one day will solitude will make you weary. One day your courage will crumble and you will gnash your teeth. One day you will cry out, I am all alone. One day you will no longer see the highest in you and the lowest will be too near. Even what is sublime in you will frighten you like a specter. One day you will cry out, all is false. There are feelings that want the death of the solitary. If they do not succeed, then they must themselves die. But do you have the courage to be a murderer? Do you, my brothers, already know despising, and the anguish of your justice is to be just to those who you despise? You force many to relearn about you. This they will hold against you. You came close to them, but passed by. That they will never forgive you. You pass over and beyond them. But the higher you climb, the smaller you appear to envious eyes. But the most hated of all is the one who can fly. How would you be just towards me, you must say. I choose for myself your injustice as my allotted portion. Injustice and filth they throw at the solitary. But, my brothers, if you want to be a star, you must shine no less brightly for them for that. And beware the good and the righteous. They like to crucify those who invent their own virtues for themselves. They hate the solitary. Beware also the holy simplicity. Everything is not simple that they consider unholy, and they like to play with fire at the stake. To some people you cannot give your hand, only your paw, and I would that your paw also had claws. But the worst enemy you will always have is yourself. You lie in wait for yourselves in caves and fortresses. Solitaries you are, you are going the way to yourself, and your way leads past yourself and your seven devils. A heretic you will be to yourself, and a witch, and a soothsayer, and a fool, and a doubter, and an unholy man, and a scoundrel. 
You must want to consume yourself in your own fire. How can you want to become new if you have not first become ashes? Solitary, you are going the way of a creator, a god you would create from yourself for your seven devils. Solitary, you are going the way of the lover. Yourself do you love, and therefore you despise yourself as only lovers despise. The lover wants to create because of he despises. Who knows of love who has not had to despise precisely what he loves? Go into your isolation with your love and your creating, my brothers, and only later it will just limp after. With my tears go into your isolation, my brothers. I love him who wants to create over and beyond himself and therefore perishes. Thus spake Zarathustra. <clears throat> 